Blog Talk Radio. into the 1955 slaying of Emmett Till. Our hit it and quit it headlines. Papa John's chairman quits after N-word scandal. 
Also, Yay. Tim Hortons is uh, yeah okay. Tim Hortons is moving into China. Charges dismissed against Stormy Daniels for touching patrons. Okay, okay. See, I gave that to me, huh? Um, LaShawn Shady McCoy accused of beating girlfriend's son and using drugs. Also, Johnson & Johnson battling cases involved in its talcum powder cases. Also, built a bear forced to shut down its pay your age day. Wow. What's popping with Papa Didi? He got something good for us tonight. Also, our weird news. Horizon man... Uh, Arizona man, I'm sorry. Oh boy, okay. Arizona man arrested after trying to pull over troopers. Also, another mud day oozes into the books near Detroit. And budget surpluses result in $68 checks for thousands in town. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, we are not our hair. Living for the city with Papa Didi. Also, my Hollywood wrap up. I got quite a bit tonight. This great cocktail, which is our cocktail of the week, is the Belvedere Ginger Zest Mule. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Tasty. Also, I, also, I kiss it list in the last word. Sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we're coming back with the hot topic. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? You know what time it is. Do you have any idea what time it is? What time is it? You know what time it is. It's time for the Friday Night Pajama Party Show. Welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. You kettle. I'm, I'm here. Right. Yeah. All right. Just checking. And red wine, of course. <laughs> of course. Better of course. Don't swab, mon ami. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> you must have had a good Ooh, week, red wine. The is real. The hate is real. <laughs> mm. All right. Let's All right. Get down to some business then. All right. I got the first All one. All right. Let's do it. Let's All go right. right. <clears throat> Crazy ass Trump. That's what. Top universities <laughs> mock that Trump rollback of affirmative action guidelines. So at least a dozen top U.S. universities have turned up their noses at the Trump administration's rollback of the Obama-era Affirmative Action Directive. So between 2011 and 2016, President President, uh, Barack Obama issued several guidelines recommending colleges use race as a factor in admissions to boost the number of underrepresented minorities in higher education. 
So the Justice Department announced a rollback of the guidelines as uh, part of the elimination, elimination, do you understand what I'm saying, of 24 federal guideline documents saying they were, quote, unquote, unnecessary, outdated, inconsistent with existing law or otherwise improper. Okay. Colleges that defy um, the federal guidelines could be subject to federal investigation or lawsuit or lose funding from the U.S. Department of Education. Really? So they said, including five Ivy League institutions, plans to continue using race as a factor in admissions. So they're saying from Harvard to Brown University to schools in the South and the schools, some schools um, in New England, they're going to continue to um, consider race as a factor. So they want to continue with the Obama uh, administration um, law. But um, they're saying if they continue with it, that they may be subject to the um, federal investigation lawsuit or lose funding. I'm like, okay, dude, really? Mm-mm-mm. I mean, that, that's just sad. I mean, what do you think about that, real one? It's, I think that is sad that they continue to roll back all the things that were positive. You know, it's like, once again, we've, we've said this week after week, that this current administration doesn't seem to be able to find anything original to do. So they spend their time trying to undo everything that President Obama did. And I think mm-hmm. that's really pathetic. But to pick on this, to ba- what they're basically saying that I'm getting from that is that there's no need for affirmative action to be utilized to make sure that universities are, uh, I guess I would say, have a, a, a certain level playing field, that there's a, enough yeah. diversity in the enrollment process. They're saying, look, you don't need to follow these guidelines. Race and all shouldn't be a factor. So if that's the case, then only those who've had the advantages of having certain types of education who were able to afford perhaps certain types of education, you know, all of those kind of people are the ones that these universities would then accept. So how does everybody else get in? And I'm not even speaking Mm -hmm. just on a color thing. I'm just saying from a fairness thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, if you went to Mm -hmm. your, your base level inner city type high school, and you don't have high uh, SAT scores and all that kind of stuff, how are you supposed to compete with someone who's had private tutors, private education, uh, you know, all that other educational advantage? How are you supposed to compete with that? Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. But um, let me finish. Let me just give you this insert. The Supreme Court deemed affirmative action constitutional in two court cases in 2003 saying that diversity is a compelling governmental interest to justify the use of racial preferences in college administration and admissions. Mm-hmm. Hey, Supreme Court, they have spoken. So. Yeah, but this administration is basically saying, yeah, well, we don't care about that. We're saying we're going to roll back all those regulations and say you don't need to be concerned about that. If universities, and then they're saying they're going to penalize the universities and possibly take away 
their funding that comes from the Department of Education if they don't adhere to the new guidelines. Is that what they're saying? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. See, that's but, um, what, to I, me, that's I, what I I agree. I commend these top universities like How, um, Harvard and Brown and um, all of these top-notch colleges, um, William and & Mary and Rice University, Emory um, University, saying that they're going to still consider um, this affirmative action that uh, President Obama put into play. You can, t- you, can, you can tell me whatever you want to tell me, but I'm, I'm going to continue to do this. Like you said, fair is fair, you know. Exactly. Uh, yeah, well, shout out to those who are saying, look, you're not going to scare us by threatening our funding. Right. I agree. Yep, yep. So. I don't know. You, you know, know, I just. Yeah. No, go ahead, Kettle. I was just going to say that I, I just feel like it's a sad day when the government is blackmailing universities to try to keep black people from having a fair shot and going to mm-hmm. uh, going to college. I mean, come on. Yeah, for sure. That's what you're more or less saying. <laughs> you know, say it. Mm-mm-mm. You still want to make America great. He sure is. Make it great yeah, and well, white. Mm-mm. Yeah, well, we knew that's what that was all about. Yeah. That was the underlining talking to themselves, you know. So. Mhm. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, right. I think we ought to keep an eye on them because you know Betsy DeVos has been real quiet lately. That crazy blonde that they put in charge, that he put in charge of the Department of Education. Mhm. You remember at first we kept hearing about what she was doing and how. People were protesting her coming to the schools and things of this nature. And then all oh, of a sudden, sure, yeah. it was radio silence on Betsy DeVos. What's going on with her? Right. That's true. She's probably doing some stuff behind the closed doors, huh? I don't know what she's doing, but all I know is that we're not hearing about it. We're not reading about it. I don't even know if she still goes to work every day. I don't know mm-hmm. where or mm-hmm. what. Mm-hmm. Hey, if anybody knows where Betsy DeVos is and what she's been doing, please call us, 914-803-4306. Let us know, where is Betsy DeVos? Is she still running the Department of Education, or is she just hiding out somewhere? I don't know. Inquiring minds want to know. Okay. Anyway, uh Next thing we got going on is uh, Trump says that immigration is uh, changing the culture of Europe. Now, why he's worried about what's happening over in Europe is beyond me. But anyway, Trump said Friday that uh, European leaders better watch themselves before immigration is uh, changing the culture of their uh, societies. Now, hmm. I think that when you're so conscious of somebody, uh, you know, remember a song about uh, Chocolate City? Oh yeah. By Paul and Funkadelic. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what was the one word he always said in that in that song? It begins with a G. That was almost gaining like, on you. Gaining on you. Yeah, right. I remember that. Gaining on you. Okay. This is the biggest thing these white folks is worried about is people gaining on them. All right. I mean, it's almost the fact that you 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 fear 
so much of all your little trade secrets being revealed because I think that the opportunities that was levied to people in this world, and you know what's really bad is when people of a dominant race, when it comes to a, a privileged race or white privilege, whatever you want to call it, when these people still end up on skid row after getting like 10, 15 opportunities levied to them. You ever seen that before? Where you got a person that's still sold out? That's why a lot of these, you see a lot of these white women dropping these white guys like hot potatoes anymore, you know, because they see how much they're squandering opportunities and how much they are, they done took advantage of so many things. I've even heard talk shows where where some white folks even know they're taking advantage of the system. They they know it. You know, yeah, I did this here knowing I, it's really interesting when you, when you know you got the advantage on things in life, that's so cruel because you know God don't like ugly, and you know the abundancy of anything is the devil's work. So, so people like just you know, I mean, I just had to say all that to come into this whole story where uh, I can't believe that people are talking about rolling back this and rolling back that when they levied the privileges from the beginning, and all they want to do is cut back things that Barack put in place because they want to put people back back at the starting block. They don't want people to be gaining, and nobody's really gaining on anything. I mean, I noticed this, like, you know, Prince George County is a perfect county where you have um, you have some people in Prince George that are living well. You know, they, they got a little dough and everything is cool. The neighborhood is fine. You know, the homeowners association has got everybody in perspective, and, and things is good. Things are looking good. But then you'll have uh, a, a, a Caucasian uh, contractor come out, and they're, they're so busy looking around at that successful black folks that is blowing their mind. Hmm. And they almost look suspicious because they're looking all crazy. You know, they got the truck with the ladder on the back and they're they're going around, they can't they can't uh, really find anything from the terrace to the lane or the street. You know, you come back in them little uh developments, you got the the lane, one is called lane and one street's called terrace. Other than oh, yeah, street, yeah. but they all got the same name. But one ends in terrace, one ends in lane, and one ends in street. And people are riding back and forth trying to figure it out. But as they do it, they're looking at families and people. Everything is adverse on what they think black folks are. And it's really comical to look at people of another race ride through a, a, a decent black neighborhood, and they're just they're just confused. They're they're confused and they're bedazzled and they're baffled and and you almost want to go up to them and say, excuse me, are you lost? You know, where are you going? What are you? They're not lost. They're just looking and saying that, damn, these jokers are living better than I am. <laughs> and it's so sad, but it's not really. There's no measuring stick in life. Nobody's measuring about who's living better than anybody. That's something that was levied toward us. People think they moved to the suburbs and then they became the uh, what they call de- desperate housewives. You know, because once they once the husband leaves and goes fifty minutes into the city, you know the wife is she's laying with the pool guy and the contractor and anybody else that would oh, give her boy. give her the stiff one. So, <laughs> well, you know the term desperate housewives is nothing. That's not that that's not a compliment. You know, that's actually an insult. You know, that means old girl done slutted out as soon as Joker okay. left the neighborhood. You know. Yeah. But anyway, uh, where was I? I was talking about the Europe, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, I think that's where you started. That's where I started. <laughs> but just go you how, how stories overlap stories, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, he, but Trump basically is over in Europe and he's blowing his horn, saying, you know, he's warning the immigrants have uh, 
hurdle in Germany and all other places from these little foreign countries and they're dominating places and taking their resources and all. And it's so interesting to hear somebody say, now Trump has been married to every foreign entity going. I mean, his first wife, what was her name? Ayanka? Avanka? Avanka? I mean, damn, look at her. Man, she's about as She's about as beat up of European as you can get, you know? And then his current wife now, what is she? She's another one. Mm-hmm. Ionka. He's married to her. He was married to Ionka, and I'm married to a Kachunka. <laughs> and you, you talking like you. He's married to Melania. Melania, now. Ionka, Achunka. And you, you, you've been abusing this. Oh, please. Like I said, he. They can't see the forest for the trees. It's almost like the old saying, when you point one finger at me, you point three back at yourself. So anyway, that's that's a stance on the situation with uh, changing the culture, you know, trying to let Europe know they need to slow down with their... Allowing being, immigrants. Allowing immigrants to come here. But everything started as immigrants. I mean, this whole world started as immigrants. You see, what I hear when I heard him make that statement, those statements, what I heard out of that is, Y'all better watch yourself because you're letting all these people that are non-white take over. They're taking in, moving in the pockets of the area because he went in and said something about how certain areas don't even look like they did 10 or 15 years ago. You know how different populations come in and you'll have little Tokyo, little Korea, Koreatown or Tokyo Mm -hmm. Town or little Jamaica or whatever because people start, you know, taking, doing what they do culturally in that one little area. And I'm like, dude, everybody has to be somewhere. Nobody owns countries. So for him to make it sound like y'all better watch yourself because you're letting all these immigrants in, you're messing up. You know, you're losing your culture. How are you losing your culture? The only people who really lost their culture was black people when they were ripped out of Africa. Everybody else who moved from different places and migrated to America brought their culture with them, and they are very, very steadfast about maintaining their culture. So I, I don't know what, you know, I know what he's saying, but I, I took offense to that. Well, the whole thing, we'll, we'll move past this. I mean, the whole, the whole thing is not, uh, every everybody is kind of thinking they have any type of ownership with anything. I, that's the biggest thing that goes on in this world is that we're we're constantly levied by people that that think that they own something. I saw something on the news the other day about that one town that's uh that they want to build other stuff in the town, they don't want them to do it. Uh, what town was that what was that called? Uh, it's a two it's a two named town. And the people in that town are all up at arms because they say the town is a quaint town. Uh what what was that town on on T V and uh one of those towns in, in uh, Maryland, uh, they have a name. Their name is very distinguished, and they don't want anything to come there. They don't want the big box stores to come there or nothing like no. that. And they claim well, that, that happens all the time. Yeah, but they they claim that mm-hmm. they 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 think they got it they got it like that, and they claim they don't. Well, the one thing you got to do if you want anything, you got to keep knocking boots. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Lack mm-hmm. of other terms. You know, when you stop fucking, excuse me, did I say that? Anyway, oh, when yeah. you when you when you stop populating, as R. Kelly would say, when you stop populating, then the people that are still populating, they're the ones that are still maneuvering 
and, gaining need, and on lose you. faith. They're gaining on you. There you go. Most of the time, the ones that are gaining on you, the ones that are, that are walking around pregnant. You know, oh. if they're young and they're still knocking boots and they still bring a population in, then they're the ones that have to change. I've seen neighborhoods in Jersey and places like that that now are mostly Hispanic because Hispanic people moved in that predominantly white neighborhood and the white folks have gotten old, older. And they relied on the Spanish people to cut their grass and, and take their kids to school and all this and all that. They were they were once the nannies, and now the nannies are taking over. It's almost like iRobot, in a okay. sense, with, with actually human beings. And you got churches now, Catholic churches, that are, if you go, if you look at most cases nowadays, the Catholic church mostly nowadays is run by Spanish people because the Spanish people were the ones riding around in the rider mowers cutting their grass for 10, 15 years. And now the whole congregation and ownership of that particular church is in their 70s now, in their 80s now. And who they turn to, the ones they trust the most, the Spanish people that always did the maintenance and, and did everything else. Mm. So now this is how things are taking over because, like you say, when you populate and they get to know people and they, they drop the uh, whole lack of trust factor, now you look and you go in that big old Catholic church you've seen on the corner that's like this big and... 150 years old and is, is, is historian and biblical, and you walk in there, the first thing you see now is an Hispanic pastor. The the uh, the, the different the leadership is is all Spanish, and the congregation is Spanish because basically, uh, you know, the the, the white folks who's running it has become uh, extinct in most cases, and this is big today. No, that's because they're meeting the needs of the neighborhood. So when the when the fabric of the neighborhood shifts. Then the businesses shift, the mm-hmm. churches shift, the, uh, everything around starts to shift right along and with it. People, them. they can't, and, and most of your rich people, your politi- politicians are, are seeing this stuff as a whole. They're seeing it from a big picture, and they're trying to stop it. But you can't stop the inner city flow of things. That just, Mm-mm. you know, there's no restrictions when it comes to the inner city. Exactly, which is why it. Trump sounded really stupid yet again, talking all that mumbo jumbo. Yeah, but anyway, all right. Um, I wanted to tell you all about this uh, Emmett Till case. Now, you recall Emmett Till was, was brutally murdered back in 1955, and now the Justice Department is saying that they're going to or have reopened the case to reinvestigate because they have gotten some new information. And this seems to be coming from a book that came out uh, back in, I'm not sure when the book came out, but they reopened the case back in March and presented uh, information to Congress, et cetera. And his cousin, Emmett Till's cousin, Deborah Watts, said that when when she was approached about it, that she was completely unaware that the case had been reopened until she read it in a newspaper. So I guess they didn't have a need or didn't feel the need to contact the family or, you know, the living relatives to say they were doing this. They just proceeded to do it. As it turns out, the the two white men who uh who were the the prime suspects who murdered him, uh, they're now deceased. They've been deceased. Yeah. I mean not now deceased, but they're deceased. Mm-hmm. So, um so the woman we, who accused we? him, she's still living. Right. And when people tried to go and interview her, another older man came to the door. Well, she's probably old, too, but a man came to the door 
and just said, we have nothing to say, slammed right. the door. So he couldn't get anything out of her. Which is still white privilege, but you can open up the door and arrest Bill Cosby's ass. Oh, for who was sure. about the same age as her. So so how do you get off on letting her and what do we what do we reopen the case for if you ain't got the kahunas or the balls, so to speak, to go in there and arrest her ass? Well, they're saying they have new evidence because she has admitted now that she lied. Right. So the two white men who murdered him, uh, that was this woman Donham. I'm trying to find her. That was her husband name. and brother-in-law. It was her the husband at that time and his half-brother, yeah. J.W. Millam and uh, Donham. But they were acquitted of the murder back in 1955. Within an hour. Yeah, it was real quick. They didn't even, I don't even think they really deliberated. Exactly. So what What are we opening up the case for? Why is this even news? I mean, well, nothing's going to be I mean, done. like I said, both of them are dead now, but she's still living. She's 84. And she's living in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're trying to go after her. I mean, at this point, the woman's 84. I don't know if this is just a matter of saying we want the truth to be known. Well, how old is Bill Cosby? I don't know how old well, Bill is. his ass came with a He's cane. late 70s, isn't he? Well, what's the difference between I late 70s and 84? Well, they're basically just saying they're happy that ultimately now somebody's going to be held responsible for Emmett Till's murder. So I guess that's really all they can get out of it is to be able to say we finally got the truth out. And, uh, you know, this woman went on to say that she did lie and the stuff that she said that he did, that he grabbed her and asked her for a date and all this kind of stuff, that that didn't happen. So, like you said, I don't know uh, really what they're going to get out of this other than just putting the truth out after all this time? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Because yeah, they can't go after her. I mean, yeah, who who wants this to re, be reopened? I mean, I wonder, is Emmett Till's mother still living? I don't think she's dead. Yeah, I think she is still living. But I don't, you know, I just don't understand it. We have to just stop being bamboozled so much, and we got to stop getting excited for something that really has no, no particular ending. They, like I said, when that guy came to the door and he said what he said about her, they're not gonna, you know, they they don't open up that that quick like that. But and they don't go after him that strong. So I think all this is nothing but this a pacifier, you know. And I give them this no real milk. They throw in a pacifier in our mouth and saying suck on it. Well, there was legislation introduced also in Alabama to uh, get released, to get information released about unsolved civil rights killings. So, I don't know. Even if they do that, to what end? I don't know. All they're doing is opening up wounds that they, they may not be able to handle once the truth really gets out. And once the truth gets really ugly and strong, they're going to back off it anyway because they don't want to upset the children or the grandchildren. And, you know, it's just it was a lot of cowardly deeds that went on with these killings, you know. Megger Evers getting shot in the back. The jerk-off didn't have enough the balls to put a man to turn around and shoot him in his chest. You shot him in your back, and then you go back to your little clan meetings, and you're a hero. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's so deep, so it's so deep. And if we have a good, strong intellectual mind, 
we don't need no ratification of anything to know when when you had ignorance and racism on top of each other, then what's the point? You know, if, when you put your nose in milk in the refrigerator, if the shit is sour, the first thing you do is pour it out. You don't, you know, you, do you still pour it on your cereal to judge it, see if it's really sour? No, it's sour. Sour milk, you get rid of it. And this stuff here now, to reopen anything, is almost like, well, we know what went down with stuff. We know how vicious people were. And what do we even need to have our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren exposed to the crap when the crap is, uh, you know, let's let them grow grow a productive and, uh, you know, yeah. it's just, you know, we shouldn't be passing No, I about. agree. I don't know what the value is in that, but yeah. we'll see. Because the lies are so twisted that, man, by the time you, by the time you, you, you try to find the truth, because there's still people living that are still going to try to take stuff to their grave, you know. I mean, there's computer cons- conspiracy theories on J- Robert Kennedy, whether Sirhan Sirhan really shot him. They're claiming now he was shot by a sharpshooter, and Sirhan Sirhan took the fall for it, just like the gentleman uh, Ray that took the fall for Martin Luther King. These people were shot by sharpshooters, you know, by yeah. military marksmen. But it always was a... a Somebody here to take the, you know, they always set up somebody to take the fall. I mean, it's classic. It's classic crap, to use your word, Red One. It's crap. Well, I am inclined to agree. Well, that's uh, all of our hot topics for tonight. We're going to do a quick break and come back with the hit it and quit it headlines. We're going to hit them and quit them, right, team? Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Yep. Pajama party show. Looking for a new cocktail to serve at your next dinner party? Trying to figure out what pairs well with your main entree? Then you need to visit the Cocktail of the Week archive at apajamaparty.com. We've got a list of all the cocktails we've featured on previous Pajama Party shows with recipes and pictures of the drinks. And believe me, we've had some good ones. And while you're on the website, visit the archives for previous shows. Just click on any date, and you can hear the shows again and again. We've got you covered at apajamaparty.com. And tell a friend. They'll thank you. Hi, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Yes, and red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. Uh, let's see. Our first hit it and quit it uh, headline is uh, Papa John. You know, this 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 Bama here. Things are finally quit with his little racist ass too. Okay. <laughs> and here's one that always had you know all the superstar white folks in his commercials, whether it been uh, Peyton Manning or Joe Montana. You know, these are quarterbacks. They never. Never brought in the black person who was the ball being thrown to, just the quarterback. So anyway, mm-hmm. okay. So I think they, I think they'll pay the ball more money. They will pay a damn black uh, sports guy. But anyway, what's the story? The thing I hate on this guy here is that well, hate's a strong word. The thing that pisses me off about him is that he was part of the whole scandal when it came to dropping the knee. He claimed the fact that with black folks dropping the knee 
before they protested it was killing cells of Papa John's pizza. Now, since when, during the football season, has pizza took a dive in sales? Okay. Yeah. How many pizzas sell during a football game? Million. Please. Million. So he, he used that, you know. Yeah. Anyway, nobody was buying that one. Yeah, yeah, we our sales were low. You know, everybody wants to change the narrative and blame it on black people. It's crazy. Papa John's chairman, his name is uh, Skatchner or John Snatchner, has uh, allegedly has resigned after admitting the use of the N word in a rule plan call last uh, last May. All right, the pizza chair released a statement uh, Wednesday saying that he had. Accepted uh, Shat I can't pronounce his last name is uh, Shatner's uh, resignation. Papa John will appoint a new director soon, and Oliver Kearney will act as the company's lead independent director of the uh, inter- during the interim period. This is all scandal. You know they act like they done cleaned up everything so fast. You know what I mean? Please, this stuff was lined and you know. This stuff needs, what's that stuff, the three initials you clean stuff in the bathroom, mildew, CRL, the lime removal. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff needs lime removal to clean it up. You can't just clean this stuff overnight. Oh, he resigned, and uh, now he'll be out. Are you kidding me? His face, what's the big deal taking his face off the box? He probably wouldn't take his face off the box anyway because he wants to walk around in society. And when you're a celebrity and your name and face is on everything, you can't even do anything. But now he's saying, wow, yeah, take my face off the box. Now maybe I can go to the CVS and, and get a, you know, a box of Band-Aids or something. Huh. I can go out into society. I mean, it's just a scam. Everything's a scam. They're talking like in one day they cleaned up the whole move. You know, according to Forbes, Shatner has asked how he would distance himself from a racial group online and replied, uh, Colonel Sanders called blacks Negroes or niggas, whatever it was. So Shatner then uh, complained that Sanders never faced any kind of public backlash. Now, you blame on, on Colonel oh, Sanders. Please. Colonel You're Sanders. trying to compare yourself to Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders has been dead for 300 years. You, you're talking about <laughs> Colonel Sanders? That's the only reference you got on why you can say the word, the N-word? Police. This is, this is, I mean, these people are just, they have racial issues from the core. And now they run a big business. They can't help themselves. It's going to slip out after a while. And it's all that's all the worst for them is black people. How many times do you go in a restaurant and you see enough black people to make a tar- for Tarzan movie extras, but the leadership is always Caucasian? i give you a place. Prince George County. Anywhere you go. Outback. Any restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's all anywhere you go. Uh, Ruby Tuesdays, you want to play? Oh, they got a lot of black people working here. But get a hair in your food or something and call the manager. All right, here comes a white person out of the back. Or Asian or what have you. It's almost like there's no black leadership when it comes to these food franchises. Well, it's amazing. No black, but there's black people. There's two people dumping trash and 29 servers and two black bartenders and you know. Okay. But anyway, that's all a scam. So anyway. He, all right. Well, I'm no putting exception. Papa John on the kiss it list. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, I'm going to move on to uh, Tim Hortons. 
Why are you talking about food? Tim Hortons is moving into China, and this is a Canadian-based coffee and donut company. They say, they say they're going to take advantage of the growing Chinese appetite for North American junk food. They said, if y'all want it, we'll bring it. So Tim Hortons is owned by Burger King and Popeye's parent company, restaurant brand, said Wednesday they're planning to open more than 1,500 locations in China over the next 10 years through a partnership with the private equity firm Cartesian Capital Group. They said that um, they've seen Canada's Chinese community embrace Tim Hortons, and now we've got the opportunity to bring the best of our Canadian brand to China, and that's what they plan to do. So they're saying this is reflecting how the uh, Chinese consumers seem to have an insatiable appetite for Western food, soft drinks, snack foods, giant Pepsis, and all that kind of stuff has been on the on the uptick uh, for their Frito-Lay unit. And Tim Horton's competitor, Starbucks, McDonald's, KFC, and Pizza Hut owner Yum Brands all have a major presence in China. So I guess they're just keeping up with the competition. They said if the Chinese people want Western junk food, and all the other big guys are in there, the big boys. We're going to put our elbows out and tell them, make room. We're coming to. So their other rival, Dunkin' Donuts, is saying that they may want to get in on the action, too. Their parent mm. company, um, they've promoted, let's see, who is this? Oh, their president has been promoted to CEO of Dunkin' Brands. I don't know what else mm. Dunkin' makes other than their donuts. No, they, they do all kinds of breakfast sandwiches. No, I mean in terms of other companies. You said well, Dunkin' Brands. Like a lot of companies else, are leaving because they're either leaving or going to more urban districts because, you know, part of the whole gentrification situation is also to get rid of, you know, fast food restaurants. We, they don't want fast food restaurants around these big buildings and all these other big conglomerate things that they're catering to the yuppies for. You know, D.C. is a perfect example. I mean, they're tearing down Popeyes and Burger Kings left and right. Well, they want fast food, but they want fast, wholesome food. They don't have to all be sit-down restaurants. I wouldn't downgrade downgrade the fast food joints had their place. But there's no room for them because they're trying to squeeze in. But that's what I'm saying. They're replacing them with places where you can still get something quick, but it's not going to be something where everything is fried in a basket. Nah, They're looking on. for things you, where... You're falling for the okey-doke. You're well, falling for the okey-doke. I'm talking about what is. Like well, I'm I mean, not talking about all, what they ought to do. I'm talking we, about what they already done. How are we done. saying that Burger King is fried? What is that? That's a variety of food. you got to eat. And I'm speaking generically. I'm not talking about every single fast food restaurant. Yeah, but you got to eat. Why can't you eat economically right there amongst those tall, big-ass buildings around those yuppies? Papa Didi, I'm talking about what has already been done. You're defending them. I'm not saying it's right. I ain't defending right. nobody. I'm yes, telling them bring them back. Exactly. You're defending them. I'm saying I'm not saying for or against. I'm just speaking on what has already happened. I'm yeah. saying that a lot of those places have been removed and what has been put in their place has been some of these little niche kind of places where you got hookah lounges and wraps and wholesome After this and that put and in the elevators all that other stuff. In the parking lots 
and everything else that comes with that big, tall, and personal building. That comes first, then the hookah lounge I'm not talking about what came first. All I said is that your Popeyes and Burger King kind of places, some of those have been removed, and in their place, they brought in some of these other kinds of places where it's not all about quick fried Popeyes food. Popeyes generates the Negroes, and they don't want See, like that. I said, you still defended them. I'm only talking about what happened. You don't know what you're talking past, about because you're still supporting tense. the crap. How am I supporting it if I'm observing what already happened? I didn't vote for it. I'm not, not advocating for it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying First it's wrong. All, I am saying it. I opened my eyes and I observed this is what has passed no, happened. When a developer develops an area based on a helicopter view, not a street walking view, okay. they, they take down the whole area. <laughs> Fast food, Can unless you got him. something. Wait, 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 wait you going to over-talk me now? You're gonna, no, it's hitting and you... quitted. I'm, I'm quitting. All right, wait, well, we're debating this you, situation. You guys want to know the other brands that Dunkin' Donuts had um, is Baskin-Robbins. So. Right, but oh, all okay. these places are put in place after there's a little bit of space left over, after the developer puts in what they want to put in. They could care less about food, believe me. They're looking for lease property so these little young yuppies can pay them $2,000 a month and live in a one-bedroom apartment and, I wasn't even and have access to Whole Foods and other places like that. And I when there's a little room left, it. then they can say, okay, let's. Oh, who wants to come back? Oh, all right, how, all right, bring how, back. How the, do we get from donuts to Whole Foods? Okay. Well, because that's what the world's about. The world is a, as a whole. You have to you have to work work You're with the world. You're saying the very same thing that I said. No, I'm not, honey. I'm not talking you like you at all. You just now said not like at all. food and those not places at, when they come But after the fact. After I wasn't the fact. talking about what comes first. I was not speaking <clears throat> sequentially. I was only saying that the example you made, that Burger King and some of those places got They're not coming out. back. They're not coming exactly. back. Exactly. We're saying Burger the same thing. Burger King generates thing. Negroes. It's not coming back. It's and we're not saying back. the same No, we're thing. not. You're talking about when they're coming back with the other stores. They're okay. not. Everybody got their own opinion. Let's just they're leave not. it at that. It's not opinion. How about that? It's this red wine needs Everybody to go down. She needs to get out more. I'm telling you what I've already seen. Let's keep moving on. I'm trying to debate right. about get out more. sequentially what comes get first out and more. second. Get I'm out more. I'm not talking about that. Anything the Negroes are comfortable with is getting taken down. I'm not arguing that. Okay. Well, let's move on. Let's move on. You need to get out. No, you need to get out. I'm, I'm going to put him out the I'm studio. Out. See, see how the attitude comes about? I'm going to put you out. Well, we're going to go to uh, Ohio so we can talk about Stormy Daniels. I got the next one. Charges okay. are dismissed against Stormy, Stormy Daniels for touching patrons and police. Prosecutors in Ohio have dismissed charges against adult film actress Stormy Daniels after she was accused of fondling patrons and police doing a Wednesday performance at a strip club in Columbus. Really? Uh, Finally, Daniels, That's what they do. Yeah. Okay. With uh, three misdemeanor counts of touching patrons at a sexually uh, at a sexually oriented business in violation of an Ohio strip club law. Um, according to a police record, authorities accused her of touching a specific, specified anatomical area of individuals who were present at the performance, including police officers. Set up what? during the show 
during the show, yeah, uh, Manati said undercover police officers asked Daniels for permission to place their faces between her breasts, though the attorney declined to release further details about the performance. Oh, wow, please. So it says during her 1130 performance, the report states people in the audience began throwing dollar bills at Daniels. While topless and wearing a G-string, she allegedly began forcing the faces of the patrons into her chest and using her bare breasts to smack the patrons. She is also accused of fondling the breasts of women in the audience. Oh, really? Lord. Well, that's yeah, what goes on it. in them joints. That's what goes on in there. And that's why the chief of okay. police dropped all the charges. He dropped all the charges because he said, you know what? Those cops were illegally in there acting like they, they're all Trump supporters trying to get something on her, and that chief of police said, no, 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 no. They're going to keep it moving. I don't want this situation in my town, okay? Y'all cops shouldn't have been in there. The stuff went down like it did. Now y'all going to try to bring it out here and get my prosecutors involved? He said, you know, let's Stormy Daniels move on to the next trick pony show and keep it moving. That chief of police dropped all the charges and said, look, take that, take that stagecoach to another show. Because I don't want to be bothered. Because if you bring that in there and start prosecuting that woman, now you got the media and everything involved in there. And all that began was in a little strip joint somewhere where cops and FBI was in there undercover. But why were they in there in the first place? Because they were trying to sting. Because they're Trump supporters. They're trying to get something they, on they her. They probably setting her up. They're she doing her show. Her. They tried to set her up. But the chief of police said, no, 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 no. Drop all these charges. Let her go on to Pennsylvania next in, in Cleveland, Detroit. Let her keep her road show going because I don't want to waste a dime of prosecutor money and all this other stuff. And now, because you know, if Stormy Daniels is on trial in a town, what's going to come there? Chief Police said, no, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. It'll be a side show. It's a side show. I don't want no parts of it. And he was smart. He got rid of all of it. And okay, told the cops, look, y'all need to, like, you know, don't don't be messing around like that. This ain't no setup. Because the, the lawyer. So said is it was, that what she said? I mean, her she lawyer. She said it was set up because she's in there relaxing. If she's in there doing her thing, she's an exotic dancer. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. I mean, what about that, that FBI guy that did a flip and a damn gun went off? What about his yeah. ass? It's crazy. Okay, they gave him his gun back. Isn't that something else? Yeah. I mean, come on. He's he, he flipping like he, he was acting exotic that day. He trying to get some coochie <laughs> at the end of the day and a damn gun went off. You flipping the shit like his name was uh, Grease Lightning. Mm. Anyway. Ooh, but if you got any comments about what we're talking about and you're, and you're listening to us, press 1 on your phone. You'll be put in the studio mm-hmm. and you can comment. And you can tell Red Wine and she's, uh, you know. Or you can call Papa Didi and tell him to blow it out of his ear. Well, 914-803-4306. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Are we going to keep going? We got to hit him and quit him. I want to, yeah. I, I want to go back to the Dunkin' Donuts story. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, instigator. Look. These but places I, only I, I, get I, in I, after they get done what they're doing. Well, the a, a trivia says, question. Okay. Do you guys mm-hmm. know where the first Dunkin' Donuts restaurant was open? Uh, probably in Philadelphia on Kosky Parkway. Well, you close. Uh, Quincy, Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, I know, because I... I worked in a joint oh, back in Yeah, Quincy, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Oh, Quincy. Okay. And what were you saying, mm-hmm. Papadita? You worked where now? I worked in a, in a, in a, donut, 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 a lot of years ago, and 
that joint been there for a long time, even before I worked there. Yep. So that joint been there a yep. long time. Since 1950, they wanted to make the freshest and the most delicious coffee and donuts. Mm-hmm. Yep. 1950. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, they're All doing right. anything. All we right. got to change the subject to make me crave. I need a donut. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Well, you're up next. Uh, you can talk about uh, your boy, uh, LaShawn. Oh, What's his name? Shady McCoy. Here's another story. It's, uh, you know, where the, make your blood, boy. where the chicks, you know, just can't, you know, they... they the chicks? Were there animals the involved in it? Yeah, the chicks. Well, that, you told me to read a story. I'm swinging oh, it in my way. Look at you, Ripon. Come on, I'm not politically correct at all. Okay, carry I'm Donald, on. I'm Donald Trump Jr. Oh, gosh. Anyway, this this woman here, somebody I used to date, you know, she was one of those little lookers, you know. I, I call her the, uh, what's the plate underneath the plates to make the table look good? Oh, the charger? Yeah, she's a charger. You can't eat off it. You can't really do anything with it, but just it, it just looks good. <laughs> so he had a charger. That was, that's what she represented. But when the scoop got on her, she seen how he was. Did you see that house that that he, that he owned? Did you see that on TV? Did yeah. you see the, the grand scale of it? And he got so much money, he's in Miami chilling. And she's over there in Atlanta living there rent-free. You know, she, she, she might as well be in a boxcar or a railroad train or car. What's the difference? You know what I mean? When you're squatting, you're squatting. Squatting is about scenery, whether it's a big house or a railroad car. So she's squatting up in there. He's been trying to get rid of her. Then all of a sudden, the narrative got out. There was some jury involved. And uh, next you know, she gets one of her friends to come over there and beat the hell out of her so she can now have more tangibility to live in a house and blame it on a, a, a superstar football player, you know, because those heels going to wound. All those, heels, those wounds on her, they were, you know, they were wounds where – it's like somebody beat you up, but the skin wasn't really cut up or, or messed up like it was. You know, the eye was swollen and all that. And people will take the sacrifice. If people are shady and and, and encrypted and, and just trifling, they'll take the sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know? You know, so here, punch it. me here, slap me here, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, but I'm still living there. I'm still rolling in here. I'm doing my thing. I mean, trifling this is trifling, and trifling this can get deep, and we all know it. If we got some family members out there that are lord and whale shit, we know how deep trifleness can get. How people will flip the script and they'll blame this and blame that, and they still blaming grandmama that, that died 20 years ago on why they living in the house and yada yada yada. We know what's going on in life with people and trifleness and squatters and and what they do to keep on squatting and keep on living rent free or mortgage free or what have you. I mean, that's just the whole deal. That's this is my view on the case. But they're putting the swing on there saying he did it. He set up. I don't think the man that he's he's a nice brother. He's got a nice disposition about him. He's a clean cut guy. He doesn't project an image as a scandalous dude that and there's some people out there that have that that look and that facade like that. But Shady McCoy has always been a stand up guy. You know, I followed his career for a long time. I don't see viciousness in him like that. And he has paperwork to prove he tried to evict her. But like I said, she's a squatter. And a squatter could be in a big old house or on a railroad boxcar. What difference does it make? You're a squatter, you're a squatter. Oh. So anyway, that's my view on that. So then you kick okay. her ass out of the house, let her go back down the front street where she came from, you know, and take, take, stop, take, take, start taking all that old fancy stuff off like that movie, uh, 
I'm going to get you, sucker. So were they? I I I heard that he was accused of uh, some drug use, and it was yeah, a lot well, of mess rolled up into that. Narratives come in, you know, and get kicked around, and you know, but he wasn't nowhere around at the time. He was in Miami. He proved he was in Miami, and the team is the team is taking the same view. The team NFL. Nobody is pressing buttons on this one because her history. You know, she ain't working nowhere in the pie factory. You know, she's sitting in that big ass house just on the fat of the lamb. Hmm. You know, so you know. Okay. Okay. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I'm. I'm leaving. He's it done alone. with her. You know, like they always say, no matter how fine a, a chick may be, there's always somebody somewhere that's tired of hitting it. Anyway. Hmm. That's anyway. rough. <laughs> That's really rough. Okay. Johnson and Johnson. I'm going to move on talking about Johnson. Uh, a jury in St. Louis has awarded nearly $4.7 billion, with a B, $4.7 billion in damages to a group of women who said Johnson and Johnson talcum products caused them to develop ovarian cancer. But... Johnson and Johnson is not going to take this laying down. They are going to appeal. Appeal, appeal. They're saying that, and they've got the backing of the um, American Cancer Society, who's saying that they don't see or have enough substantial proof that this this type of or any other additional cancers were caused by the talcum powder. So um, the American Cancer Society is in bed with Johnson and Johnson. It, it does seem that way. Wow. It really does seem that way. Lord have mercy. The Cancer Society. Let me let me tell you specifically what it says. The science linking Johnson and Johnson's products to cancer is mixed. The American Cancer Society said there is very little evidence at this time that any other forms of cancer are linked with the consumer use of talcum powder. So they're kind of on staying enough on the fence where they're saying they're not committing to disagree that the ovarian cancer came from using the talcum powder, but they are saying there's not enough evidence to prove that any other form of cancer. Well, what's the chances of us testing the talcum powder on some of the females of the American Cancer Society or the board of directors? I don't know. Can they they said that there were trace elements of asbestos yeah, in right. the talcum powder. So. Right. But Why that get is? Some I of don't the board know. of directors, females on that panel. Oh, I hear what you're saying. American Cancer Society, take a shower and, and they and probably let's won't touch with that. Stuff. With some talcum powder, can we do that real quick? They aren't going to touch it. They ain't going to touch it. Johnson nah, nah, Johnson is saying that. that they're very confident that they'll right. be able to well, get this fine reduced or reversed on appeal. Okay. And you know, even though the asbestos was found in the ovarian tissue of several of the women that were involved in the case. They still feel like, you know, they'll be able to that's, that's a sad thing. come out Anytime in a better situation. When you're up there preaching, and I'm not saying that to be funny or to be crude or to be rude, when you're preaching that kind of stuff and you're going against people like that, if you say, I took the time, I took a shower, I'm on the board of directors, and I shook some talcum powder up my vajayjay myself, and I didn't get cancer myself. But unless you're willing to do that, and how are you going to justify the fact that you're going to deny somebody that's been using? I used to put talcum powder underneath my uh, Coronas. Oh, okay. Okay? And I'm not saying that to be, that. of course, when the summertime, 
it, you, that was how it was, you know. You, you shake it up. We put talking about on, on babies, you know. Babies go thing of powder on them. You know, may not be the talcum, whatever, but baby powder well, goes on the baby. That's why they started saying after it first came out that that was a risk before they even had proof. Yeah. They started telling, well, not them, but people started saying if you really want to use something, get the cornstarch powder. It still has that scent of baby powder, but well, it has no talc in it. In any event, we were using powder in gentle areas for years, men and women. And and now that it, it's happening like that, then something was wrong. And we just have to verify yeah, the fact that it's wrong. In it. And you know, but we can't say, Oh no, I don't think I don't I don't think I don't think well how much talk about it? you shook on your JJ talking like that. But well, anyway, you know, I'm not the last line on that article says that Johnson and Johnson is still fighting up to about nine thousand cases against them mm-hmm. because of things uh, health things that have happened to people, cancer cases, etc. Nine thousand cases. Still fighting, still in the progress. So Wow. Anyway. God bless them. Yeah. I, I don't see how they're going to get it re- uh, uh, overturned. They may get it reduced. Yeah, they'll probably never pay it. They'll keep that stuff in litigation for years. They got so much money. They make a billion dollars on Q-tips alone, not to mention uh-huh. Band-Aids and every damn thing else that comes out of that joint. Oh, well. All right, Kettle. What mm-hmm. else do you have for us? Well, um, just just a little bit on that note, I just just happened to look up talcum and see what talcum is. And talcum is a clay mineral. That's why it's, it's it's causing all of this. Composed of hydrated magnesium uh, mm. silicate. Mm. No, I don't want to like put no wall. talcum down there. Uh-uh. Sounds like the walls Something. of a dark cave, honey. Yeah, that doesn't sound <laughs> good. <laughs> And it, it looks like it too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says um, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, mostly used for substances known as the baby powder, like we were talking about. All right, moving mm-hmm. on. Yeah, sometimes I think we need to look up these things that, um, you know, people start talking about, you know. You can catch yeah. something or you can get something from using it. Let's check it out and see what it is. There you go. Just because it smells good doesn't mean it's good for you. That's true. That's true. Um, now, this is crazy. Now, I saw these massive lines. Build a Bear was forced to shut down its pay-your-age-day deal after huge crowds and madness overtook stores across the U.S. Build a Bear was forced to shut down a deal that allowed customers to pay their age for bears um, after um, chaos overtook stores and malls across the United States. Um, they were selling, rating something called pay your age day. So I guess if the, if the baby was two or three, you pay two or three dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, kids could um, pay just a few dollars for stuffed bears, while the fee for the adults were capped at twenty nine dollars. The bears usually fall in the category of twenty to thirty thirty five dollars. Wow, that's a lot for some bears. I didn't so, know those things um, were that expensive. Yeah, that's part of people losing their mind. That bargain. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, one person says, I brought my little one to the Build-A-Bear Pay Your Age event. Lines are super long. Was told it's a five-hour wait. And guess hey. who's not getting one? <laughs> she said, we ain't getting one. So oh, well. saying this was, some people said this was not uh, clearly thought out. 
by the um you know by the store because they were saying that maybe they should have done it over the the course of 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 the whole month instead of just that one day. I was like, come on, y'all, it's crazy. But people go through so many lengths just to get a get a bed. I guess I I don't I don't get it. <laughs> and and it's probably from China somewhere. They probably make it from China and send it over. They probably should have some bears already made. Probably should have some bears already made and gave them a pre-made bear because to pay that little bit of money and then sit back and have the custom made that was just I'm trying to see where the profit yeah. margin came into play. Uh, somebody must have thought it was a good promotional idea. Well, they probably want to get rid of some of the stuff in the basement. They probably had an abundance of either material or the stuffing. Or they didn't anticipate yeah. how many people would show up. They might have figured, oh yeah, you know, this will be good. Get some publicity. You know, get a get a buzz going about the bears, and they didn't realize that thousands and thousands of yeah, people were going to show up. And everybody had little alibis and excuses, you know, especially if their baby was maybe handicapped or something, or oh yeah, everybody was trying to get theirs. I know that's right, but it must be like a a, a, a private group or something because. I don't see them advertising Delta Bear on on TV. I never do. Because it's doing well. It's doing well. It's doing well. Yeah, I, I, I their own little, like, you know. Well, it's almost like the other place. Uh, you know the place, the edible place, where you you uh-huh. go and order stuff for people in the hospital, something that fruit thing. Oh yeah. That place right. is doing so well. That place, they, they run orders all day from that place, and then they mm-hmm. sometimes a, a company. If you're doing well and you're meeting all your your situation, you're paying your bills. Why spend money on advertisement if you're making money? You know, That's advertisement true. is designed to make money. If you're already making it, say, you know what, let's cut back on this advertisement because we're already making money. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Man. But, um, yeah, somebody thought it was a good idea. It is. It got the publicity because every, every, every news station was talking about it. So. <laughs> it was like a roadblock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did get the publicity, you're right. Yeah, negative publicity, because <laughs> they came out looking real stupid after that. Yeah, but they All trust right. they going to still go. Yeah, I guess. You know, they won't get my $30 for a bear. Hmm. I think it cost more than that. Well, whatever it is, $40, I'm going to pass on that. All right, well, that's it for the Hit It and Quit It headlines. We're going to uh, go and refill our glasses and come back with uh, Papa Didi and what's popping. You ready, Papa Didi? Yeah, I got this story on uh, red wine. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. Well, let's go get a refill on the cocktail of the week. And uh, that's the uh, Belvedere Ginger Zest Mule. And we'll be right back with Papa Didi and what's popping. Hey, this is Papa Didi. Join me on Friday night for live. At the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. And don't miss my segment called Living for the City and What's Poppin'. Hey, and, and join me. This is Red Wine with the Long Long Stem. And I've got the hot topics in my commentary called I'm Just Saying. And don't forget the cocktail of the week for me, Shadow with the Yellow Top. I got the Hollywood wrap up along with Weird News. And don't forget, we've got the kitchen list. That's for the people who get on our last nerves. Want us to call them out. So join us on Blog Talk Radio for the Pajama Party. Every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the East Coast and 
6 p.m. on the website. Go to apajamaparty.com to listen online or follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Call us live, 914-803-4306. And don't forget to press 1. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, what happened to the snack tray or the bartender? Does he want to see my slippers? I'll call the room service. Hi, welcome back to the John Party. One of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Hey, hey, hey. Bonsoir. 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 Sorry, I'm just happy. It's Friday night. I'm happy. Okay. What's popping, Papa Didi? Well, let's see. There's so much to talk about. As we were speaking earlier about the uh, whole uh, gentrification situation, where is it eradicating what we what we know as people of color of being normal? You know, everything has changed, and where people are walking through our streets now that we don't even recognize, and they're doing better than us for some reason. You ever notice that? Mm-hmm. The neighborhoods getting gentrified, and people are coming in, and people are living. If you live in a row house situation, then you got two people. Two yuppies living in the middle of the block, and they're brand new there, and their house is completely remodeled, and everything is in perspective. And you've been living in that house for 20 years, and you're trying to figure out what the hell, what 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 the hell did you know, what did I do or not did, and where they come with this bag of money? Who said that this block was up for, you know, recreation without including me? And it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. I mean, let's go to the baseball world where they got the All-Star game coming to D.C. next week. Okay, the All-Star game is traditionally on a Tuesday with the home run derby being on Monday. But if you look at baseball these days, you, you ask yourself, where are all the black people? There's no black people in baseball anymore. I mean, there's a few. There's a couple here and there. But that's fading fast because – most baseball players are chosen nowadays from the Dominican Republic, South America, anywhere close to the equator where there's warm weather all the time and baseball is the number one pastime. Because these people come over here and they learn at the wild because they got these American agents now, so they got to start paying them market, marketable dollars. But the reason why they were testing a, a conglomerate of Latino baseball players is because these different teams will go over there, these owners and all that, and they will recruit these these poor kids from Puerto Rico to uh, Dominican Republic, uh, all these, you name some type of foreign Caribbean entity, and they come over in droves, almost like on a slave ship to play baseball. They come scout them out, look at them in their little parking lots or wherever they played over in Dominican Republic, and if they like them, they take them. But now it's changing now because a lot of these, Latino people from over near the equator uh, all have agents now, American agents. But if you look at baseball anymore, if you look at the game on Tuesday night and they announce the starting lineup, you can't even uh, you can't even pronounce six of the nine players' last name. That's how vicious it is in the baseball world now. You know, it's just it's just it's amazing. I mean, it's just and only and it's a culture shock too because with the justification going on in the black neighborhood being destroyed, where's the baseball fields? The things we did that groomed us, in most cases when you go to a major league status, usually you did this stuff as a child. And nowadays, you know, where's the baseball field in the neighborhood? I mean, they got tennis anymore. They're starting to bring ice skating rings in there. But 
where's the baseball feel and the patience thereof for it? And it's just just goes to show you that uh, the developers nowadays that develop these areas, they're not they're not God, nor are they nor are they the uh, the people that are designed to to project or to uh, analyze what the future is supposed to look like. They just got a bunch of money and they're trying to build something or make something where it is. But when you figure the whole group of people, it, it reflects the whole situation where how does these young black children become stars in these sports when they have nowhere to play? Now, they always got a basketball court. You know, they have the, uh, well, you know, oh, there's a court. You go shoot hoops over there. But where's the baseball? Where's all the different sports that are? And not just baseball. There's other sports out there that are really coming extinct when it comes to black folks, ping pong, things like that. You know, this everything. So, I mean, uh, I'll keep it short tonight, but the main thing I'm, I'm speaking on is that whole gentrification situation is, is deep because it affects not only the neighborhood, it affects the future of kids. Young people have nothing to do, nowhere to go, nowhere to hover their skills if you're born with certain talent. And we got to stop thinking about it as being buildings, Whole Foods and Amazon and all that. It, it really focuses on people. And people need to understand that and take a, a good look. When those cranes come in, you got to think for a minute, what are they really destroying? What are they building up or what are they really knocking down? So anyway, that's it for what's popping. All right, then. Thank you, Papa Dee. Thank you, thank you. Very good, very good. Anyway, got me thinking now. Lighten it up a little bit. Look out! Yeah, I'm thinking about all those cranes. And remember that? Yes, exactly. Remember (laughs) that one word they said in that movie? I mean that song. uh, Gaining uh, on. Gaining on you. That Mm -hmm. Chocolate City by Palmer Funkadelic. I think it's a a pastor. No gaining. It's a pastor. The number one word they used in there. Chocolate City, gaining on you. Yeah, that's what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Keep you in perspective. Right. The next thing you know, he's gonna have signs, and you have to swipe a magnetic strip to walk around town. Mm. See it's if you got down access. Street. See if you got access. And you can't. Don't have to take a piss downtown. You can't go nowhere. You better carry an empty water bottle. Oh God. Can't go to bathroom nowhere. Well, I guess I'll be home. Oh, there's no no bathroom here. <laughs> we have no public restroom. I'll be home. What do you use? I'll be yeah, home people. with my bottle of red wine. Hmm. Anyway. Well, speaking of weird, it, it's time for the weird news. You ready for that? All right, let's hit it. I've got an Arizona man arrested for trying to pull over some state troopers. All I can do is shake my head. This Arizona authorities say a 44-year-old uniformed security guard is accused of impersonating a police officer by trying to pull over an unmarked car that just so happened to contain two state troopers patrolling the Phoenix Freeway. Department of Public Safety says Matthew L. Allen Disbro of Mesa was driving his personal black Dodge Charger on Wednesday when he activated the law enforcement-style emergency lights on his car to pull over the trooper's yellow Ford Mustang. According to the department, the troopers did not pull over, so Disbro then drove alongside yelling and waving his hand at the troopers to get them to pull over before they activated their lights 
on <laughs> their yellow tank and pull him over. Mm-hmm. What the hell <laughs> so, is going on? So the two of them are going down the highway, pull over, you pull over. No, you pull over. Pull over. You pull over. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> they finally oh, got this pull over and uh, arrested him. He's out here impersonating a cop. He's a, basically a rent a cop. He's a daggone security person. Small police. Small oh, cop. So, <laughs> he's trying to pull well, him over. Why, I think. Why would you pull over another cop? He didn't know. Houston. They were in an unmarked car, but they were in a yellow Mustang. Oh, I think he was just hating on that yellow Mustang and decided, oh, you're going a little too fast. I'm pulling you over. I'm a play okay. cop. Let me put my lights on. Pull over. Uh, Big dummy. That's comical. Uh, <laughs> no, you pull over. No, you pull over. You pull over. Yeah, uh-huh. I can see that, man. That's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that stuff you see in crazy movies. Yeah, something SNL right. would do anyway. Yeah. Um, we're going to go to to Westland, Michigan. Uh, Westland, Michigan. Another mud day oozes into the books near Detroit. Made in the shade. It was more like made in the mud for hundreds of people at a Michigan park. Uh, scores of children and some parents participated in the 31st annual Wayne County Mud Day on Tuesday at the Nankin Mills Park in Westland, west of Detroit. They sloshed and slid around in a shallow pool of mud and engaged in various races and limbo lines. So in keeping with the uh, tradition, there was something royal amid the soil. Three-year-old Charles the Viscaba and four-year-old Molly Kofla were crowned Mud Day King and Queen. After the festivals, um, a local fire department rigged sprayed water to rinse the mud-caked masses. Oh, God. Really? I won't go so to they West do this Michigan. every year? Every year they do every this? Every year. This is the 31st annual Wayne County Mud Day mm. in Nankin Mills Park, west of uh, Westland, west of Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take a pass on that one, too. I think mm. uh, things people do. They don't have nothing else to do, I guess. Okay. Just roll in the mud. Okay. And these were little mm-hmm. kids that won, right? That were the king and queen? Mm-hmm. Yep. Three-year-old Charles DeViscaba and four-year-old Molly Kafal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, congrats to the mud king and the mud queen. All right. Mm. I wish I would have to wash the kids' clothes after they've been rolling in the mud like that. That's going to throw that stuff the away. Exactly. I know. Throw it away. Throw it away. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, we're going to go to a caller, see what they have to say about the mud fest or any other articles. Caller, you're live on the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comment and welcome aboard. Hello. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Can you guys hear me? Yes. yes, we can. How you doing? Uh, I am well in yourself. Um, this is my first time calling in, but I just wanted to relate to the Michigan mudslide, given the fact okay. that I have family members there. Let me just tell okay. y'all this. 
You won't catch not man, one black person, and red wine should know who I am when I say man person. Don't catch a little brown skin, black skin, light skin child in no mud. Okay, I got that we can be straight. No, ma'am. No, sir. No, ma'am. You might see Rodney and you might see Bubba from around the corner in the redneck uh, uh. down there. But you damn sure won't see none of my people down there. I heard there. that. the first oh thing she said was, Houseway, this is not okay. We're not getting in that. Do you know how long it's going to take to get this out? And on top oh. of everything else, you can't wet no black person's hair. It's not there you go. Especially yeah. now with love. Are you kidding me? Exactly. You know? And even though I'm there, it's, it's, it's still a no. Uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, a big no. You know, rain is bad enough, but I am not going to deliberately go get in some mud and roll around and laugh mm-hmm. and have a good time and do it every year. No. I'm going to have to pass and say negative, and like I tell my children, the answer is no. Yes, no. So <laughs> that was all, but thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for rolling with the pajama party, Chris. Uh, we appreciate your comment. No, no Glad to know you know some folk up there in Michigan, so this thing is for real, huh? Yeah, it's real. It's real out there in them streets. Not street, street. Okay, it's a different. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's a different. Real in the streets. Okay. All real right. Well, thank you for your comment. And uh, hang no on problem. in there with us tonight. We appreciate it. Always. All right. Always. Take, Take care. care. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. That was fun. Wow. That was a good one. Uh, real uh, up in those streets. Yeah, too. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Uh, uh. No more well, bad fuss. <laughs> oh, heck. I mean, when it rains, I'm not even going outside unless I have to. I know. So I'm sure right. not going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, all but, right. But well, you we're see going to keep going. But that's the thing. That's the crazy yeah, you're part. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Two little children with foreign European sounding names. <laughs> that's all yeah. I'm saying. Uh, that's all I'm all, All right. right. And speaking yeah. of I'm just saying, I want to go right into my I'm just saying tonight. Because oh, I want to talk one about. Wasn't it one more? Did did I I yeah. Oh, I sure did. I'm sorry. It was one more. I got anxious. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Papa oh, Didi. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I got on that hair kick and I was ready to talk about hair, but mm-hmm. go ahead, Papa Didi. I think you got some control issues, honey. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. budget surplus uh, results in $68 checks for thousands in town. They're coming to get you, Kevin. <laughs> this is in uh, Langhorne, Pennsylvania, which is in Bucks County area of uh, Pennsylvania. A Pennsylvania township uh, with more money than it can, than more, more money than anticipated from increased property taxes collections has. Uh, Decided to give the dividends to residents. All right, mm-hmm. this is middle. This is real. This is real. I'm familiar with this area, Middletown Township, which is in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. They sent um, fourteen thousand three hundred and sixty-one checks for sixty-eight dollars each to all owners, homeowners of properties 
in that particular township. Which is wow. Who does that? Nobody does it. Well, maybe Denver, Colorado, with their legal marijuana, they got money to spare now. But, uh, <laughs> efforts to keep town expenses down while increasing delinquent tax collections led to more money than anticipated in the uh, general fund. So the township board of supervisors decided to divide a uh, $1 million portion of the surplus evenly amongst the property owners. Mm. So the board of supervisors chairwoman, Amy Stroll, told the Bucks County Carrier Times, which is a newspaper up there, it's still in effect. Wow. It's uh, it's uh, responsible for the township of uh, to hang on the levels of uh, different contributions of people for the people to... Uh, Want to that, that was willing to take the increase in their in their tax bill to get things paid up to date and for them to give them back a little bit of money. Uh, everybody's happy with that. You got a little sixty-eight dollar check out of nowhere, and uh, you know, I guess right. that's, that's dinner hours, huh? Dinner for two. Hand done, nails done. Dinner for two at Red Lobster. Uh, Something Popeyes or Burger King. <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, you better take a good look at Burger King and Popeye. They're going to be gone. Okay. And gentrification. You Farewell. Be, Au revoir. You're going to be getting your chicken from Whole Foods. Au revoir. Get rid of my Popeye's chicken. Au revoir. Yeah, they'll, they'll be Popeye's, but they'll be on the highway somewhere. They'll need a car and a drive-thru to get to it. But the one on H Street came back in D.C. That was going for a minute, but it came back. A papa demand, and I must say that Popeyes on Eighth Street, that's that's the best. That's that's got to be the best chicken that I've tasted. Everybody keeps saying that. Yeah, that that place got some good chicken in there. Okay, Mm -hmm. keep saying that. I think some big girls and big Spanish girls back there cooking in there. Oh, oh, let's get let's get let's get into this hair business. Oh Lord, you can't get on a Popeyes, can't get off of it. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm just I'm double checking now. Okay, that was Yeah, you're up. One. You're up. Uh, okay. I'm sorry, I jumped right again. No, I'm gonna keep going. All right, go I'm ready to keep rolling. I'm gonna talk about hair tonight. We are not our hair. That is my theme for tonight. So. The U.S. Navy is finally joining the Marines, the Army, and the Air Force, ending the ban on dreadlocks for the female sailors. Really? Yeah. Wow. Welcome to the 21st century, Navy. Mm-hmm. Now, when, uh, well, I guess this is to say why. Why did it take a six-person working group to recommend changes to the grooming standards based on feedback from their peers? Did they really need to be told that black women should be able to wear their hair naturally and neatly? And as part of the decision, they also said you can have ponytails and buns and other styles that will be uh, allowed for the women to wear with their uniform so long as these hairstyles don't interfere with the sailor's operations or safety needs. I'm just saying, we are not our hair. We are women with locks. And they need to know the difference. They're acting like, oh, locks, no, you can't do that. And that they did the same thing with the cornrows. But it's just, with, just for the females? This is just for the locks? females. They haven't said yet uh, for the men. Well, they still have to keep their hair short, and so they probably aren't even allowed. I don't know about the men. 
there was a particular woman who was fighting this. Her name is, uh, she's Petty Officer First Class Jacqueline, Jacqueline Leak, who was a member of the working group. Now, she's been wearing dreadlocks since 2014, and she led the efforts to reverse the ban and said that her fight involved years of research on the cultural and health aspects of wearing locks. She also surveyed dozens of female sailors that were affected by the ban. So basically, she had to give them an argument that they could not refute. So hats off to her for keeping the fight for locks in the Navy alive. But what got me is that before they could make the decision, black women with natural hair in the Navy were wearing wigs to cover their locks and their afros, or they had to chemically straighten their hair just to appease the military's hair rules. Now, that's not right. Some sisters ended up cutting their locks off because they were tired of fighting it or being put on various kinds of punishment because of the choice they made to wear their hair naturally. I'm just saying, we are not our hair. We are women with locks, and they need to understand and know the difference. Now, in 2014, Petty Officer Second Class Jessica Sims was a hospital corpsman. She was honorably discharged because she refused to cut off her locks. Now, she'd been wearing her hair in locks in a tight bun for over 10 years, and they'd been pressing her and sweating her, and finally they gave her an honorable discharge. So she said, no, I'm not cutting my locks. I wear my hair in this tight little neat bun, it's not hanging down my back. It's not against regulation for length, style, and all of that. You just have a problem with me having locks. So they gave her that dishonorable discharge. But the thing is, why? How is that dishonoring her uniform or the Navy? It was neat. It was in a bun. Her locks weren't bothering anybody. But they went on the attack against black women's hair until the controversy finally reached a peak around the time of her discharge in 2014. And when the word spread and people found out how the Navy was sweating her about her hair, her locks, and other women of color, and it all came out, then they found people found out about this ban that they were trying to propose. It was called AR670-1 that would have banned all natural hairstyles. Now, can you imagine they were going to put a, a rule or something that would ban all natural hairstyles? That would have included twists, braids, cornrows, afros, uh, dreadlocks, anything that's considered natural. They were going to try to ban it with some regulation. But once the word got out, people banded together and said, hell no. So, again, I'm just saying, we're not our hair. We're women with locks. Two different things. Women, locks, not the same thing. A lot of people criticize that regulation, targeting those women, and I'm one of the people who criticize that. And when the word got out, people shut it down. This thing got all the way to the uh, Congressional Black Caucus who had to go and, and get involved and, and get the order reviewed all the way up to the Pentagon level. And they got the decision reversed. So it never became an actual regulation. They shut the whole thing down. But that reversal at the time didn't include dreadlocks. That just shut down the ban that they were trying to put against all the other natural hairstyles. So I'm just saying again, we're not our hair. As India Ari saying, we're not our hair. We're just women with locks. 
And it's about time the Navy saw the light. They knew they were dead wrong, and I'm glad they finally recognized that and have corrected the situation. So that's all I'm saying. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, we are not our hair. We're just women that wear locks. They need to recognize and know the difference. All right. All right, Red Wine, I hear you. I mean, who knew all of that was going on? I know, behind the scenes, yeah. They didn't, you know what, I think they really suppressed it because I haven't heard anything until, you know, what you're saying now. Yeah, I'm sure they tried to keep it under wraps. Sure. You know, a lot of times Mm -hmm. stuff that happens in the military is like being Mm -hmm. in Vegas, you know. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. There you go. Yeah. But I think once they dis once they gave that sister an um honorable discharge because she didn't want to mm-hmm. cut her once she got mm-hmm. out of the service, I think she started mm-hmm. telling people stuff and then the word got out. Yeah. Was honorable. She said. I thought it was honorable. It was honorable. She was mm-hmm. honorably honorably discharged because she refused to cut her locks. She'd been wearing them in a bun for 10 years. I'm like, well, who who came after her after all that time? That's crazy. Now, what is an honorable discharge? Honorable discharge means it's it's the normal thing you get. It's a good thing. It's when you get discharged, Uh dishonorable or bad or there's three kinds. There's uh, your honorable is good, then you got your bad, your... um, Dishonorable, then you got your bad conduct, then you got what's called a misconduct. So they just get worse. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we're coming back with uh, Papa Didi, right? Living for the city. Okay. We'll be right back. Don't move. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. You can reach us at 914-803-4306, or you can check us out on avajalopparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Didi and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing, so call me now. 914-803-4306. I'm right here on WBJP, Blog Talk Radio. Waiting to hear from you. Uh, here it comes. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Yep. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And we letting red wine hang out. What do you know? Yeah, both sweaty, you too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna talk about uh, this uh, this whole uh, living for the city thing. You know, I tell you, lately, I've been seeing things lately on the driving level that's just been horrendous. I mean, for all the drivers out there, I mean, if you take the time to 
I don't know, you know, there's two different drivers out there. There's your offensive driver and your defensive drivers, you know. You know, me, I'm more of a defensive driver because I'm always looking out for the other guy. I'm not always giving people breaks. I think that people should not be aggressive. And But you ever notice that the new thing called a poke out? Have you seen that lately? You come by people that are in a parking lot or they're, they're at a light or at a stop sign, and they're poked out. They're, they're, the front end of their car is almost blocking your lane to get by. And it's like, I mean, I just don't understand... How, and then you got people that you may be coming down the street, let's say, a two-lane highway, and they're coming in from, let's say, a, a complex, like, to your left, and they'll make a turn while you're in the left lane, the right lane, they'll come in and turn in the right lane right next to you. While you're driving, I, I, I just see some horrendous stuff where people think that, uh, that they're using a the car to show their own aggressiveness. You know, and it's amazing how, and the way people will come up around you and come behind you. I mean, looking through your rearview mirror is almost a horror story these days. And you almost have to go with the punches and roll with the flow of the traffic in order to be just as vicious as everybody else. You can't just say, let me just go 50 miles an hour down this highway and let me chill till I get to my exit. You got to get in the game and start doing all the maneuvering and, and the speed racer and racer X stuff that everybody else is doing. And it's, it's, it's scary because everybody's just the aggressiveness of people that are in the left lane speeding, knowing their exit is coming up in half a mile. And they make this bat out of hell crossing the whole highway to cross over when they should have came over a long time ago because their exit is coming up. It's just, I mean... Driving nowadays is horrendously scary. I mean, I'm not no punk ass, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I get out there and, and do my thing a little bit. But only do my th- only change lanes when it's completely clear and it's completely safe. I don't be squeezing in between cars or let me just make this real tight little inland thing and, and let me just make this other move. Insurance is too damn high. Car notes are too damn high for me to be cracking up the cracking up the, the body of the car because it's very easy. And then when you finally see an accident, how vicious are they? I saw two accidents over the last week or so where cars were just flipped upside down. I saw a car a train uh, uh, the other night. I saw a, a accident where it was a a guy just banged into the side of the embankment, he lost control of the car, and he's sitting there. He got out of the car and put his head on his hand and looked at the car. And I'm like, well, why the hell is you going like 110 miles an hour? And it's just, you know, it's just a mess. I mean, driving today is just, and the other people out there probably don't have no insurance. That's what's really the backdrop of everything. So just just watch yourself. Don't, don't be a part of it. When you see people on the highway out there doing all these fast maneuvers and fast turns, the main thing you want to do on the highway is just get to your destination. That's the only thing you can do when it comes to driving is arrive at your destination safely. All that fancy stuff that you'll be leader to pack and I'm the best here. I can watch me maneuver between these two cars real quick. That's risky. You know, everybody's driving just to get where they're going. And we all drive in cars that weigh about two, three tons. And they kill you. A car accident will literally kill you. It's vicious. Car accident is vicious. It is vicious. Even if you don't 
die, to, to be paralyzed or what have you, it can happen because once you hit another car, that whole mangling process starts to take place. You never know. Remember, your legs is on the, up underneath that steering wheel. The steering wheel is right there in front of your stomach. It's so many aspects of you just killing yourself with the quickness. So be careful. That's all I got to say about that. All right, folks. <laughs> Forrest Gump did. That's all I got to say about that. Very good. Yeah, I'm probably one of those people that's switching lanes, but I don't do it too much. <laughs> I try to take it easy. Okay. But I don't do all that poking my nose out. I try to lay back until I see that I can yeah, clear it. Yeah, people poking it out big time. But that that stuff of where I'm already in the lane, and then I gotta go around somebody. Around somebody, and you going straight, and they come out of a parking lot, and they're poked out. I'm like, well, damn. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Papa Didi. Uh, let's see. Let's head over to the West Coast. See what's happening in Hollywood. Huh? What's going on in Hollywood? Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's going on in Hollywood? Yeah. Really? Got some surprises for you tonight. If mm-hmm. you guys haven't already heard, the Weinstein Company said it will file for bankruptcy Uh-oh. following the collapse of sale talks with uh, an investor group extending the damage from the sexual misconduct allegations against Harvey Weinstein. He's trying to um, hide that money. Uh, it's a, um, a a film and television studio that uh, beleaguered. They wanted they offered um, to pay two hundred seventy five million for the Weinstein Company, plus the assumption of the two hundred twenty five million dollars uh, that it was in debt. But that fell through. So this is uh, this is the big reason why they have to file bankruptcy. Um, they had three member. It was a three member group that were the um, on the board. Um, Bob Weinstein, which is his brother, um, somebody called Miss Katera Sweet, and um, Aron Burke. They were the um, board members there. So they had pulled together and they said, "While we recognize that this is an extremely unfortunate outcome for our employees, our creditors, and any victims." The board has no choice uh, to um, file for bankruptcy. Over the coming days, the company will prepare its bankruptcy filing uh, with the goal of achieving maximum value in court. So we knew that was inevitable. So uh, that's what they have to do. So they did mention that they were going to change the name, but I guess they just decided to go ahead and just, um, you know, resolve it. All right. Millionaires, America's top female entrepreneurs have shattered ceilings and scaled new heights. Increasingly, these self-made starters are tapping social media to cement their brands. The combined net worth of the top 60 self-made women are 71 billion, a billion with a B, 71 billion dollars. 24 of these women are billionaires. Seven newcomers uh, have uh, Instagram savvy uh, makeup moguls. The richest of these new faces is billionaire uh, Anastasia Anastasia Soar. He has uh, 
a company called um, cosmetic company called Anastasia Beverly Hills. Um, also, the youngest is Kylie Jenner. She she is twenty. She'll be twenty one this August. She's making more than uh, Fifth. She has a nine hundred million dollar cosmetic fortune. She's made that in less than three years. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. At number one is Diane Hendricks. She's a Wisconsin billionaire. She owns ABC Supply, the largest wholesale distributors of roofing, siding, and windows. Altogether, 17 list members made their fortunes in fashion and retail. Okay. Seven of whom um, peddle cosmetics and skincare products. Another 13 um, will build their fortunes in technology. Uh, Of course, Oprah, my girl Oprah, and... uh, Taylor Swift, they made the media uh, an entertainment part. So, hey, folks are raking in the dough. Raking in the dough. Um, we are coming upon on the um, oh, Essence Festival. The Essence Festival is long gone. It's July 4th. You know, do you know, you know what um, year that the Essence Festival started? Uh, wow. Wasn't it like 26 years ago now? I would say it started okay. back in 1990, maybe. Okay, 91. okay. Yeah, it was a close 95. They're celebrating their 25th anniversary. Um, yeah, I thought it was in, their 25th uh, anniversary or 26, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys know they have plenty of hip-hop, R&B, blues, jazz, rock and roll. Um, the headliners on the show that, uh, shows this time was Janet Jackson. I think this was her first time there. My girl, Mary J. Bly, she was the ambassador, of course. Uh, Erica Badu, uh, your boy, uh, Red Wine, Idris Elba. I think he DJs oh, yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Snoop Dogg, you got in on it. Uh, Jill Scott, uh, Miguel, she's come out the woodworks. Haven't heard from him in a while. And uh, oh, okay. The Roots. Also, um, oh, okay. she she was there. Um, Kelly Price, haven't heard from her either for a while. Um, uh-huh. We had Escape. Uh, it's probably pretty interesting. Um, a lot of the female rappers, Queen Latifah, Missy Elliott, uh, Remy Ma, MC Light, that's my girl. Uh, somebody named Nikki D. I haven't heard of Nikki D, but I'm quite sure she's in the rapper family. Um, and Fantasia. So, I know that was a good okay. show. So, that was a pretty good lineup. Um, if you guys have not heard, Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin are engaged. Okay. He's 24 and she's 21. Yeah, she's a 21-year-old model and daughter of actor Stephen Baldwin. So, people dating for a little bit, you know. I'm not sure if he got engaged because his ex-girlfriend was engaged, so I don't know. Who knows? They were trying to figure out which okay. one was going to get married faster or not. I don't know. Anyway. Mm. Um, also, unfortunately, on another note, Russell Simmons, he's been accused of the R word from uh, by W.W. W. Norton's granddaughter. So another woman has come forward to accuse Russell Simmons of sexual misconduct. 
Alexia Norton Jones. She's the granddaughter of the late book publisher, W.W. Norton. Um, claims that um, she alleged that after the music producer invited her to see his apartment in downtown Manhattan, he pressed up against a wall, pressed her up against the wall and raped her. I'm like, okay, here we go again. Yep. And Russell Simmons, he's denied the allegations. He claims he's taken multiple lie detector tests and that um, to me it sounds like, you know, he's implementing that they were dating. But I guess we have to follow that story Keep following that story See how that's that's going to end Um, Because I believe he's already stepped down From um, his his company So we'll see what's going to happen And on my last note Yeah The Emmy nominations uh, They were uh, announced on Thursday This is the 70th uh, Emmy uh, Primetime Emmy Awards It's going to come on Monday September the 17th And it's going to be at the Microsoft Theater In L.A. Um, y'all, y'all two guys uh, Saturday Night Live's Colin Joss and Michael Chi Are going to co-host The Emmy Awards Oh okay they're they're co-hosting uh, Okay mm-hmm. They're the ones yeah. that do the news That do the uh, right. weekend update Weekend update yeah, that should be interesting. Um, they said the Game of Thrones, they have 22 nods. Um, I'm not really a Game of Thrones person, but hey, more power to them. Saturday yeah. Night Live, and no, I haven't either. Saturday Night Live and Westworld, they have 21 uh, nods. And The Handmaid Tale, everybody keeps talking about that. They have 20 nods as far as nominations. Um, Also, Netflix knocked out HBO for the first time as far as the running. Uh, Netflix has 112 nominations um, compared to 108 HBO has. Oh, wow. Doing something right. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to name a few categories, uh, Outstanding Comedy, they have Atlanta. Hey, Blackish. It's a comedy called uh, Glow. You guys ever heard of that one? No. Uh, you heard of that one? Glow, Glow stands for um, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. It's an American comedy web television series um, that um, series it, it revolves around uh, fictional characters and gimmicks the 1980s syndicated women's professional um, wrestling circuit. So they said that's um, up and coming. So I think this is their okay. second um, second season. Also, lead actresses in comedy, they have Issa Rae in Insecure. Yay! Tracy Yay. Ellis Ross in Blackish, and Lily Tomlin in um, Our Girl Jane Fonda. They do um, okay. Grace and Frankie. Yeah. The premise on Grace and Frankie, if nobody has um, seen it, it is um, the two women, they found out that their husbands um, were business partners. Well, they knew that, but they didn't know that they were romantically involved for 20 years. So the two women, um, you know, they have an a unusual relationship together. So <laughs> Just a little comedy okay. here and there. So that's my Hollywood wrap-up. All right, then. 
So what I'm saying is, you know, maybe look at some things that we haven't looked at, like the glow and the the, the Frankie um, and uh, Grace and Frankie show. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. All right. Cocktail of the week. We got to oh. get that in quickly so we can get to the kissing list because we're running out of okay. time. Belvedere Ginger Zest Mule. Wow. That's a new one. This is a new uh, ginger zest vodka by Belvedere. It's a delicious and refreshing blend of tangy ginger and juicy spring lemon with a touch of grapefruit. All right, so we're going to put 1.5 ounces of that um, in a shaker, half uh, fresh lime, a dash of simple syrup, and two dashes of bitters, and also a fever tree ginger beer. Shake all ingredients except for the ginger beer, fine, strain over cubed ice into a highball glass, and top it off with the fever tree uh, ginger beer and garnish with a wedge of lime. This is the Belvedere Ginger Zest Mule. You guys got to try it. Yes, that is so refreshing. Love it. Yes, love it, it, love is. it, love it. Five right. stars for that. All right, all uh, right Papa Didi. Can you tell the people about the Kiss It List so we can do that briefly? Kiss It List is uh, something we came up with that uh, describes everybody that uh, shot himself in the foot, showed their butt, and uh, with all their names up. And uh, starting off with the uh, red wine. Okay. Oh, and Papa Didi. <laughs> okay. And Papa Didi again. And we have Papa John. <laughs> For the yes. use of the N-word, we have the Trump administration for so many things. I won't even call them all out. Uh, we've got the Build-A-Bear people for trying to do that one-day sale and creating all that chaos. And I've got the Navy for taking so long to acknowledge that black women mm. should be able to wear their hair naturally. All right. Gentrification for knocking down my Burger King. Yeah. I need my damn whopper. Okay. Uh, you got anybody, Kettle? No. Uh-oh. No, I can't say that, I do. Okay. Well, here's a prize. Got a special prize for everybody who made the Kiss It list this week. And did I mention Trump? Put him on there again. Here's a prize for everybody on the Kiss It list. Kiss Enjoy. my My ass. You can All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. 
and red Hello. wine. And it's time for the last word. What's your last word for tonight, Papa Didi? My last word is watch that gentrification. When you see a crane in your neighborhood, look out. It means that your ass is on the hit list. It's a matter of time. When you take away your Burger King, your it's house will be next. They're gaining on you. Mm. Like Palmer Funkadelic said a long time ago, gaining on you. Okay. Well, this is Red Wine, and I'm saying shake it fast, but watch yourself. That's all I got. Shake it mm-hmm. fast, but watch yourself. Over to you, Cal. All right. My last word is uh, thanks for listening tonight. And shout out to our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment. And mm-hmm. also check us out on apajamaparty.com. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for and listening. shout out to Thanks the new listeners. Rolling. We appreciate hey. you calling in tonight. Hope to have I you next fun. week. Hang yeah. with us. What, what you always say, it? Red Wine? Uh, tell a friend. <laughs> yeah, tell a friend, call a friend, bring a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Support your Burger King. Support Burger King. Don't oh, let them take it down. <laughs> yeah. Be going after the fast food joint. Yeah, keep hope alive. All right. I say good night. Keep Burger King alive. Keep Burger King. Say good night. Keep night. Burger King alive. <laughs> All right. This is Red Wine <laughs> signing off. Saying bonsoir. And cattle. Good night. Okay. Good night. We're out. Gotta find me a whopper somewhere. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatanji, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.